Welcome to your shelf or mine. I'm Becky Standle, Youth Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library. And I'm Jennifer Jensen, Technology Librarian at the Longview Public Library. Welcome back to our sporadic podcast. Um, today is October 12th, and we are going to be talking about Stephen King's first novel, Carrie, and doing our annual fall Stephen King reread. But before we get to that, some of the happenings here at the library are probably since we recorded last, we have extended our open hours in the library building. We are open Monday through Thursday, 10 to 6, Mm -hmm. and Fridays and Saturdays, noon to 4. And we still have library drive-through service open about six days a week. Mm -hmm. And please make use of those services if you would like to also. One of the big things um, that we did in youth services since we recorded last was that Jacob and I, with some help from other staff, rearranged totally the youth collections downstairs. And so you come in and it you know, might be startling at first, but I, I really like it. I think it's going to be a good choice in the long run. The biggest change is that we've essentially swapped the locations of the picture book and the nonfiction, and the idea of having the picture books where the nonfiction was before downstairs is to create like a big open play space for children. And overall, we wanted to make like wider aisles and less crowding and some better access to the electrical outlets we have downstairs. So I think we've done that, and I've been happy so far. I like it a lot. Thanks. I like how open and, uh, yeah, it's just very open looking, and you can see it like the yeah and there's little sitting areas that you've made and and the shelves are all low so yeah it's just you can look out there you can kind of point out especially for staff pointing out where where things are to people it's it's really useful and and you have some new signs yes i made new signs and put them out so hopefully that'll help people navigate the changes we also um, put a request in and we're granted some special funding from the Longview Library Foundation to do some updates in this space too, in memory of Jan Hansen, who was the children's librarian here from 2003 to 2015, and she passed away earlier this year. And those things are coming in. We already have new mm-hmm. puppets out. Um, the train table that we ordered just came today, so that will need to be assembled and put out there. We're getting a couple of new rugs. We have new books in the collection. I think we have Halloween books mm-hmm. that are starting yeah. to come out. Yep. So we'll have holi- new holiday books in a new collection of uh, read-along books, which are very cool. Those will be here in the in the coming weeks. So that's what we've been doing in youth services. Very cool. Um, we also have some upstairs news. Yes. <laughs> Which upstairs news are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk about our special art collection and the painting that's gone. 
Oh, right. So um, we have actually it's been it's kind of been months in the in the coming, but um, months in the making. Um, and we were approached um, to loan out a painting that has been part of the library's um, permanent collection. And it is by a painter named Kenjiro Nomura. And he was a Japanese American immigrant. Um, and he had a, I think, a sign shop in um, Seattle, but he was also a painter and he painted many, had many, many paintings, very prolific painter. And he was approached in the 30s as part of the um, the WPA's art. Yeah, it was the public art project. Mm -hmm. And so he made paintings and one of those paintings came to the library in 1930, I want to say 34, 36. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and so it's been part of the library's collection since then. After that period of time, Nomura and his family were actually put into internment camps during World War II, um, as m most Japanese Americans were. And he continued to paint while he was there. And fortunately, a lot of his paintings were saved by uh, a sympathetic uh, landlord but they lost everything else, lost the business, and he was finally able to, you know, later in life, get his business going again and did resume painting after. But it's definitely, definitely an interesting, interesting kind of sad story about that painting. And the painting that we have is, I don't remember what the name of it, but it looks like it's kind of a picture of I think like... it's called the houseboat. The houseboat, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's a very typical sort of, you know, houseboat scene. You know, you could think of it being, you know, somewhere here along the Columbia or, mm -hmm. you know, Cathlamet or, you know, somewhere around there. And uh, the Cascadia Art Museum in Edmonds, Washington are having a show just about Kenjiro Nomura, and it's starting October 21st, and um, our painting will be up there as part of that exhibit. That's very exciting. It is, yeah. I thought it was so cool for, you know, them to have that on file, that that painting mm -hmm. is here, and reach out to loan it for this exhibit. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how long that exhibit is going to be up? I don't know. Okay. I was looking, I looked on their website. I looked on their website. It was CascadiaArtMuseum.org, um, and I just see that it starts October 21st, and I can't remember because we it's on the loan as far as when the painting's coming back, but mm -hmm. I can't remember how long that is. I think it's a matter of weeks. Okay. But, yeah, it will be. There was a big process of, you know, insurance. We uh, um, uh, an agreement to be able to send that out. And then we got sent back like all this information about the condition of the frame mm -hmm. and the painting and just so that it, it, you know, comes back to us the way that it went out. So, but yeah, very, very interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting process. Very cool. And right here in this building for these last 90 years almost. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we have um, a copy of the letter that was sent to the artist and, you know, that said where his paintings were going so that was that was also kind of neat very cool yeah do we have any other library news 
don't know that we do. I mean, probably. Oh, the one big thing I wanted to mention is that on October 30th, outside on the library lawn, we're going to be having a big fall family festival in partnership with the Ethnic Support Council and EPIC. And a bunch of other local organizations are kind of come out with activities for children. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Shea Locomotive will be open. We'll be doing crafts and book giveaways. There'll be a vaccine clinic. And um, weather permitting, the school gardens will be doing a cider press too. Which oh, is, that'll be cool. Yeah, Fun. I'm really excited. So um, I think the forecast still is long range forecast, but it's looking cold and clear. So I hope that's what we get that day. So it won't be too muddy outside. But right. And costumes are encouraged. And then right after our event is over, it's our event is 10 to 2 on the 30th. And right after that, you can go down to Lake Sacagawea for the trick-or-treating around the lake. They're doing that 2 to 4, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Carrie. Carrie. So originally, when we started talking about this like earlier in the summer, I was like, let's read The Stand. Right. <laughs> and then I was like, I can't read this 2,000-page novel and also this other stuff I'm reading. So um, modified that to read Carrie, mm-hmm. which is... Much, Much more shorter. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'd read that book before, but I think I read it in high school. And it was one I hadn't. I've read a lot of Stephen King, but I never read Carrie. Yeah. So it was a new new read for me. Yeah. And it wasn't like I didn't remember it very well. I remember mm. like the highlights of the plot, of right. course. Yeah. Um, but I didn't remember the format of the novel, mm-hmm. which is that it tells like the story in these different kind of third-person perspectives with Carrie and some of her classmates and her mom. Mm -hmm. But then it's also, like, interspersed with these studies and newspaper articles Uh and, what, trial or not. I don't know if it's trial, but it's like a, yeah, like like almost like a, yeah, hearings of some sort Mm -hmm. on. Yeah, Yeah, there was like a commission. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, I think... That perspective is like it takes place a couple of years after it's happened and it's mm-hmm. looking back at this event. Right. And I didn't remember that that was that perspective, but I liked that about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. So Carrie is um, the classic story of a outcast teen telekinetic who, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, just as she's having an opportunity to, for like meaningful social interaction with her peers is bullied to the breaking point and uh, kills a lot of people in her high school Basically and destroys town. destroys her town. Yeah. Yes. So what did you think? What did I think? You'd seen the movie before, though, right? Yeah, it's been a few years, but I, I've seen the movie, and I actually don't remember much about it. So um, and always the book is a little bit more... I don't know. I mean, it seemed like it was a pretty straightforward, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think there's a lot of stories there where, you know, the bullied the bullied kid gets its, you know, mm-hmm. they kind of get their revenge in a really horrible, yeah. <laughs> horrible way. And then, yeah, I guess I enjoyed the book better than I thought. I would, but also just it felt like I think because I've read so many things and there's been so many different things that have come out since then, it felt sort of like, you know, mm-hmm. just really kind of typical. Yeah. Yeah. But 
but you it know, it did feel like just kind of real like basic and pulpy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like this is, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you could. But then, of course, the way they told the story, I mean, you know, from the very beginning that something bad is yeah. going to happen. Uh-huh. So, so that actually helped it a little bit because you know, you go into the book. I mean, by this time, everybody has at least heard of Carrie. Uh-huh. You know, if they didn't. I remember the because I never saw the movie when I was younger, but everybody remembers, you know, Sissy Spacek mm-hmm. and 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 the you know all the the images that were out around that time. So I think coming and, and reading the book and already knowing that something bad is going to happen kind of takes away that oh well why do I need to read this I already know something uh-huh. bad is going to happen yeah. Um, and that's a yeah, like built into the, the yeah. storytelling device that he uses. Yeah, um, yeah, and I like that about it too. And I think he has a way, so, like of of continuing to build suspense around something, even mm-hmm. though you know it's like a done deal. Yeah, like I was thinking about the part at the prom where they're like recounting the prom king and queen ballots, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, is it gonna be them?" And of yeah. course, you know it's right. them. Yeah, um, but. Like an interesting way to really build the suspense as you read, even though you know it's going to happen. Yeah. I did find, and this has happened other, like it happened last year when we read The Shining 2. There's just ways in which some stuff is very dated. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, I was wondering, like, you know, does anybody else remember Green Stamps? (laughs) (laughs) There was something I, I looked up. I don't remember what it was. And I was like, what? What is this? Yeah. You don't remember what that what it was? Um, no. I think it was some chain or something, like oh, a store chain. Right. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I remember Green Stamps still being in existence because I think my grandma would have still had books of Green Stamps when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, she talks about their cuckoo clock being purchased through Green Stamps. I know. And that was somehow I wonder bad? if that's... I'm not sure why that would, would have been bad, but that, I mean, maybe it was just... I don't know, because maybe it was some sort of, maybe they had something against, yeah, like, you know, contests or, I mean, because it wasn't really contests. You'd get, because they were like coupons. I mean, it was kind of like, you know, your Safeway club points. card. Yeah. You buy stuff and then you get points or whatever, and then you get to, except they had like a whole store mm-hmm. that you would get to use. So it's kind of like getting free stuff, sort of. Mm. Like rewards points. Yeah, rewards points. Okay. Yeah, so I, I'm not I'm not sure why. I mean, because I remember having that question too. Like, why would this be? Yeah. You know, it's like un. Yeah, she's like mom, mom didn't have a problem something. doing this. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then some of like the language is kind of there's like ra- racist language in oh, it occasionally. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, there are parts where I felt like very like male gaze, written, especially right at the beginning where he's yeah. talking about. Um, so like Carrie famously like gets her period in the in the girls locker room and he's like describing the locker room scene. And I was like, that's not how high school girls <laughs> are in the locker room. They're like, you know, just right. Tossing their clothes around. Right. And <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Sounds like a man's idea. Of yeah. What would happen? Yeah. Um, but then there's also like that famous story about how Stephen King thought his book was no good, so he threw it in the garbage, and then his wife pulled it out and read that scene and was like, "No, you have to publish this." Really? So I don't know. She vouched for it, and I guess a bunch of 
women in editing did too. So okay, well, yeah, <laughs> it's different times. Yeah, it's different times. <laughs> what was your favorite part? Um, I mean, of course, and I don't really. I, I get. I wish I remembered more of the movie. I want. I did want to re 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 rewatch it, mm-hmm. but but I did like. I mean, I did like. Even though you know, like it's it's gonna end horribly. The fact that you know Carrie got to be kind of normal mm-hmm. for just a little bit that she felt, you know, and she stood up to her mom and she got you know made that dress and was gonna go to prom and and uh, you know so she had like a little bit of happiness mm-hmm. in there, which you know of course that was that was that was nice. Yeah, I think that she does that a little bit more in the book than in the movie, like. And the movie, it's a, it makes a big deal out of, like, she says no to Tommy, and then yeah. he really, like, cajoles her into yeah. coming. She just seems a lot more passive in the movie. Was the movie, I mean, was it basically the same situation that, you know, they were trying to do something good, nice for her? Yes. Okay. So, yes. So, Tommy and Sue. Sue. It was the same situation okay. where they're trying to be nice. And then Chris and Bobby? Billy? Billy. I felt like they were kind of toned down in the really? movie. Really? Yeah. Because they're just, like, terrible. Right. They're terrible to each other. Yeah. Like, awful. Yeah. And just, like, the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Travolta plays the boyfriend, the mean boyfriend in the movie. Really? Which I did not I'm, remember. Yeah, I'm going I'm to have to. Yeah, like, I don't. Said he's on the screen. I don't remember that. I'm going to have to watch it again. It's only been a few years, but mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. It just completely forgot it yeah i don't think i'd seen the movie since i was in high school too yeah and um it's not streaming anywhere i had to pay four dollars to watch it on youtube oh man i know (laughs) but it's yes it's a very 70s -hmm. film and um interesting how like in the book that she does like a lot of practicing of her telekinesis and stuff as she's kind of that's how she like builds her confidence about right yeah defying her mother and stuff and in the movie she doesn't really do that and i thought probably part of the reason was that they didn't have the special oh yeah technology yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty expensive yeah to do it for or, the whole movie let's yeah. save it for the end yeah um yeah so i thought they weren't like the villains weren't quite as villainous they were almost more soap opera i think in the oh, movie yeah um because what they i mean it's really nasty in the yeah. book yeah yeah and um, one of my favorite scenes in the book, too. So Chris's dad is a lawyer. And mm-hmm. when she gets, like, suspended from the prom, right. she, like, sticks her dad on the principal. And he's going to sue right. because, like, the gym teacher. Of course, there's a lot of teachers slapping students, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the principal, like, stands up for, like, for his teacher and for Carrie. Mm-hmm. And there's, I like, that, I think that's my favorite scene in the whole book oh, where he, yeah. like, outsmarts the lawyer guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that Chris doesn't get her way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's the kind of the sad part because there were, like, you know, Carrie had to put up a, with a lot. But there were people that kind of took a look at their own behavior mm-hmm. and did try to, you know, fix that mm-hmm. but still ended up not being spared yeah and in the end it was kind of like too late yeah that she didn't trust them yeah so kind of like by the end of prom yeah but there's like um there's more people in the book that i survived that prom than in the movie oh yeah because like the teacher 
the gym teacher tries to be nice to her because she feels bad. Mm-hmm. She survives and gets an interview after, right? I feel like she did. Oh, yeah, because she didn't teach again. Mm-hmm. She went on, was never going to teach again. Yeah. yeah. But she dies in the prom, in the prom scene in the movie. Carrie, like, throws a table at her. Yeah. So I was like, whoa. Yeah. And then in the movie, too, like, at the end of the book, she, like, leaves the prom and then goes on this, like, rampage through the rest of town, mm-hmm. like, dumping all the gas from the right. gas stations out so that everything catches on fire and, like, doing all this stuff. And in the movie, she just goes home. Yeah. The confrontation with her mom is much more dramatic in the movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of does some things with imagery and stuff. And I don't know if I got it all, mm-hmm. you know? And then in, there's, like, the earth, like, swallows up the house with her and her mother inside. Oh, yeah i do remember that yeah (laughs) so yeah the book's quite a bit different in that Mm -hmm. way yeah it's like much more drawn out and i like how like when it's retelling that part there's like all these different characters Mm -hmm. like the guy who you know always gets sleeps off his drunkenness at the the police station and yep um all these like small town characters that that show yeah. up to yeah. try to explain what happened. Yeah, yeah. Stephen King is kind of good at making those. Those are usually like the people that he cameos as in the <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. And another thing I think that he's good at, he, he does in this movie, is like he ends with this foreshadowing of like another right. kid having this yeah. power. And that's kind of like the question of like the through line. The commission. Of, of, yeah, yeah, of, yeah. The, of the commission and the and the fake books and papers that he yeah. keeps referring to is like what if there's other people that can cause this level of destruction yeah. how do we find them and what do right. we do what do we and do then it becomes a whole x-men thing uh-huh yeah. yeah very much it's like maybe you are nicer to them <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we hunt them all down mm-hmm. now <laughs> another thing that the book does is it like creates this whole backstory around carrie and like the different times that she exhibited her powers like as a child mm-hmm. and what her neighbors thought about her and her mother yeah. who was like you know abusive towards her right yeah and and that's really skipped over in, yeah. in the movie yeah. but i i like that because it shows i don't know carrie's almost like a, it's just in the in the film which i, I think i just watched it last night so mm-hmm. it's like really fresh right. in my mind yeah but she's not that developed of, like, a character. It's like you yeah. kind of feel bad for her, but then, like, right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, th- I think also, I mean, because I, I think it was just supposed to be, you know, like a lot of horror movies of especially that time mm-hmm. where you just want, you know, the bear story and make it as, you know, get all the the pig blood. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And the screams. Yeah, and the screams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's short, too. Yeah. It's like... You know, you watch like an episode of a TV show now. It's like as long as oh really as a movie <laughs> was back then. I was like, oh, it's done, and yeah. you know, that's it. It is a pretty short minutes. story, though. I mean, because yeah. it does just take place over you know, whatever couple that weeks. Was, yeah, a couple yeah. weeks leading up to prom. Could you tell, like reading it, that it was like a early work of his? Yeah. And I don't know, I mean, I don't know exactly how, I mean, just because I have read, I mean, I've read earlier things and I've read later mm-hmm. things and he's definitely, you know, developed, like he's definitely much better, you know, all of character development. Of course, his books are a lot longer now too, <laughs> yeah. usually. Yeah, usually, usually for me, I mean, like, yeah, the, the stories are simpler, but also 
Um, mostly it's just the, because they're definitely, he always writes, you know, in the time. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the music references mm-hmm. and, and you know, the green stamps and <laughs> whatever else, you know, that they were talking, you know, it's always really, I mean, that's usually the, the, the biggest thing for me. But yeah, there's definitely some, you know, probably some of the some at least some of the like you know the racist and the sexist mm-hmm. and some of that stuff is you know i think he's yeah you know, we're we're in we're in modern times now <laughs> yeah can, he does it right like that yeah um i wonder too what it'd be like to compare because he'll write stuff now that's set back then yeah um to kind of compare oh yeah compare those would be interesting yeah because he does do like a lot of pop culture stuff mm-hmm. where not given any context because you wouldn't have needed the context right yeah 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 Yeah, because they're what the bob dylan song Mm -hmm. kind of yeah fits in there quite a bit and so i mean music has always been a thing and i remember i don't know if they actually did this or not but there was i think when they were was it might have been the stand remember there being something where they were where they were talking about updating the music references that were in the book oh but I don't know if that was just something that I read somewhere or something they were thinking about, like for, you know, some other edition or, I don't know, maybe for the movie or something like that. Yeah. But, um, That's interesting. I wonder if they would do newer ones or just ones that stood that, you know, that people still remember. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I might be making this all up. <laughs> <laughs> they did that in... Um, the Babysitter's Club books? Oh, yeah. In the different, in the newer editions, I think they went through and changed all these, you know, references to, like, fashion and oh, and stuff yeah. to make it yeah. so that it's more contemporary to the kids who's reading it now. Yeah. Although some of that fashion stuff is coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or has come back and gone again. Right. Oh, yeah, and they were talking about the, like, the corsages. I was, like, wondering, do they still do, you know, do they still do the corsages, you know, where they bring them? Yeah, I don't know. When I was in high school, which I guess is almost 20 years ago now. Yeah. But um, we'd had, like, wrist corsages. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So probably. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and then the movie really, you know, they all got, like, long straight hair. Or, like, some of those big... You know, front curls. Yeah. Like well, because the book Tommy was... has like a blonde perm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the book was because when was the book? It was the 1980 or. Yeah, that's when yeah. they're doing the telling from. Okay. Mm-hmm. So late 70s then. Yeah. Okay. But like, the the book came out in 73. I want to say. And oh. The, and then the movie, yeah, so he kind of, like, he said it a little in the future. Okay. Or if it's, like, the future is, like, looking back on this happening, you know, when he was writing it. Yeah. And then when they made the movie, I think it was 76. Okay. So it was, like, really quick. And before, so they had filmed and released the movie before, like, the the year the book was set in, kind of. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because the dates, they all give the dates for. Right the interviews and mm-hmm. stuff so it would have been yeah. yeah okay brian de palma made that movie i don't remember didn't he do a lot of horror movies i don't know i mean that's definitely a name for that time period 
Yeah, Carrie was in 76 is okay. when the movie came out. Oh, he did, like, Scarface and Body Double. Mm-hmm. And, so um, suspense, crime, and psychological thrillers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, The Black Dahlia, 2006. I remember that movie. I never saw, so they came out with a remake th- in 2013. Right. Um, which I never saw. It has um, Chloe Grace Moritz in it. Okay. Which I thought was a funny choice because she's a very, like, you know, conventionally attractive young woman. Okay. And they didn't make her look, like, oh. odd or, yeah. like, out of fashion yeah. in the movie just based on the trailer that I saw. Huh. But Julianne Moore plays the mother, and oh. I can imagine that her doing yeah. a pretty good job with that. Yeah, they were saying it's a, it's a media franchise. Carrie is? That the series consists of four films, a Broadway musical, mm. and a television special. Yeah, there was a Carrie, Because it says there was a Carrie in 2002? Hmm. I never saw that Carrie. And that one stars Angela Bettis, who I don't, I can't even, I don't, I don't know. Oh, it was a TV movie. Was it a TV movie? Okay. Huh. Patricia Clarkson? There was Carrie the Musical. Yeah, I only know about Carrie the Musical from uh, Riverdale. Right. And then <laughs> <laughs> because it was like they did this whole production and then, then it was only open for like one night okay. and before it got shut down. Yeah. Something like that. But then there was like a recording of it and it gained all this like a, you know, cult, kind of a cult following. Yeah. Afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, most of the stuff I know about Carrie the Musical is definitely from Riverdale, where they stage it, I think, in the first season. Okay. Maybe it's the second season. I don't remember it, and I know I at least saw the first season. Um, it must be the second season. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts about Carrie? No. Would you I'm, recommend it? Um, I don't know if I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little dated. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a little dated and I mean the whole and I think for me like not that scary. Yeah, it's not it's not that scary. I don't know. The only I mean obviously bullying is still a thing. Mhm. I don't know. And then there's the whole thing of, you know, her powers, these evil evil powers mm-hmm. being unleashed, you know, at the time that she, you know, starts her period. Which, you know, that's kind of a, I don't know, that shows up in other things and kind of, kind of, um, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? It kind of like perpetuates that whole like stigma. Yeah, mm-hmm. that whole stigma of, you know, just, you know, something that sort of, you know, just happens. It's mm-hmm. just part of life, you know. Mm-hmm. So, because there's other things. It remind me of there was that, um, the comic book there's a comic book what was it called man eater yeah which i didn't really like much either and that Uh was sort of this whole but that was of course another like you know take on that yeah Yeah. it was more of a more more extreme you know because i think they were what they were turning into basically wild beasts yeah killing murdering i don't know that series turned weird though it was like, yes, they are supposed to turn into basically some sort of like were cat or were yeah, panther yeah, or something yeah, and then yeah. like attack people in their cat form. Yeah. 
so kind of like a play on the werewolf thing, yeah. you know, like once right. a month, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like at the end, it was like it was weird because I felt like it took back like a lot of the supernatural parts uh-huh. in the last issue. Yeah, and I was like, this isn't makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, it, yeah, it was. It was. But yeah. that's that's what it made me. That's what it made me think. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is like why, you know. I mean, it seemed like a very, you know, it would definitely be a very guy thing to yeah. write. <laughs> it's like this is, this is, this is this weird, you know, mysterious thing, and uh-uh. yeah, yeah, bad stuff's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> gonna kill us all. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if you could do something. I guess that's probably what they were trying to do with the man eaters. Yeah, but to do kind of like a feminist take on that, but right? No, yeah. that it was really successful. I don't think it was that. either. No. Um, yeah, dated. Yeah, um, but man, it sure launched his career. It did right, right yep. out of the, yep, yep, knocked it out of the park. Yep. Well, thanks for joining me on this. <laughs> You're Carrie, welcome. I guess it was a new for you. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, and I have. I've read a lot of, especially the older Stephen King, uh-huh. and for some reason I just never, never read that one. Maybe because it was like I, you know, saw so many of the movie references, I didn't think I needed to see that one. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, it makes me think of. Um, there's like an Adam Sandler movie that did a whole like spook. Maybe it was a Water Boy. Okay. Where he had a mom who was always like, they're all going to laugh at you. And I think about that a lot. Like, not like a lot necessarily, Mm -hmm. but that's what it makes me think of rather than Carrie. It makes me think of like Adam Sandler (laughs) and spoof of it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I think there's like a word, like a new word for that where like the reference you get isn't the like original thing it's referring to. Yeah. It's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got some of those. Huh. Yeah, interesting. You're like, well, I don't know that, but I saw the episode right. of The Simpsons. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. I thought I'd seen like someone invented a word yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've heard that recently. Maybe you were talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time, I have no idea. The podcast has gotten so sporadic. Yes. Um, lots of things going there's on. There's lots of things going on. We're still not fully staffed. Um, and so it's really fallen by the wayside. I wanted to make sure we did our special, like, Stephen King episode for mm-hmm. the fall. And I do have plans to ask Alan Rose to come on and talk about his novel, but I have not gotten a chance to read it yet. Um, so hopefully uh, that'll happen sometime before the end of 2021. I think Jacob read it. Jacob did read it. So okay. he's like, Becky, when are we going right. to talk to Alan? And I'm like, I'm not ready. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's still in the works. And then I think Austin had an idea to have um, a couple of the teachers from LCC come on. And we just jam about Hamilton. Okay. Which would be really fun and yeah, easy yeah. for me to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to read another book. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so... Um, look forward to that. Thanks, Jennifer, for coming on with me. You're welcome. It's been fun. You've been listening to your shelf or mine. I'm Becky. And I'm Jennifer. Bye. Bye.
Support for Your Shelf or Mine comes from the friends of the Longview Public Library, the Longview Library Foundation, and listeners like you. Your Shelf or Mine jingle is written and performed by Megan McKeldery from A Song for You. Find Megan online at ReverbNation.com slash Megan McKeldery. That's M-E-A-G-H-A-N-M-C-E-L-D-E-R-R-Y. ReverbNation.com slash Megan McKeldery.